0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Scalar Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Huzefa, as always. And today, we are continuing the trend of talking to innovative educational entrepreneurs on YouTube. Today, we have the founder of a really, really cool YouTube channel called English Tree TV. So English Tree TV creates fun, and original animated music videos for children and English learning. It's perfect for kids, ESL, EFL students, teachers, parents, babies, and toddlers alike. So it's a really cool channel, and it's near and dear to what I love to do. I love to use music and inter- intermix it with math. And this is the same brand of education. It's music infused into these music videos, great learning tools. I've watched a bunch of their videos, some on numbers, some on colors, uh, some on moods, some on opposites, So, and they have some really, really popular videos with a subscriber base of over a hundred and thousand subscribers so without further ado I'd like to welcome Adam Williams Walters the founder of English Tree
1: TV to the show Adam how's it going? Hey Josefa thanks for having me man I appreciate it.
0: Yeah thank you so much for coming out so first of all tell us what is your background and how did you you know how did you get into education?
1: Absolutely. So both my parents are educators. Uh, My dad is a professor of philosophy. He got his doctorate at Harvard. He's been, he studied for 12 plus years. He's American, um, very much an academic. He writes books. Uh, He loves teaching. He loves philosophy. So that he dedicated his life to teaching. And my mom is a psychologist. She has her master's degree in psychology and she has a, a practice where she Uh, actively practices psychology, uh, particularly with families. And uh, she also was a teacher as well. She was actually a French teacher before she started her practice. And so she was a language teacher. So I was raised by two educators. And, um, you know, I went to university uh, where my father was a professor uh, in Ottawa, uh, Canada, and I studied philosophy, go figure. And uh, with the philosophy degree, I wasn't really sure, you know, particularly what I was going to do. And I always wanted to travel and I always wanted to teach because I I knew I kind of liked kids. So I thought, okay, well, where can I teach kids and also travel? And so I started looking around uh, at different job opportunities. And and that's what brought me to teaching English in Korea.
0: I see. And so you you how long did you teach English in Korea for?
1: So I got there uh, after I finished my degree, and um, I taught for five years there at a public elementary school in uh, a little city called Ulsan, and uh, Korea is an amazing place, and the kids were incredibly smart and funny and cute, and I just totally fell in love with them. And that's why I stayed uh, stayed at the same school for five consecutive years, and I actually just transitioned into full-time work on English Tree TV.
0: Now when you, so, oh, so did you just recently get back from, from that school?
1: Yeah, yeah, actually, um, by back, I'm actually uh, displaced. I'm in Japan right now. Um, I'm, I'm working and traveling, and I'm actually looking for a home. Uh, the reason I don't want to go back to Canada is because it's a bit cold for me in the winters, so I'm kind of looking for a new place to settle, and in the meantime, I get to kind of travel around while, while I work on my business.
0: I see. And so now you probably, so you, I imagine you started English Tree TV while you were teaching at this school. How did you get the idea to start the channel?
1: Totally. So when I first started teaching, it was really hard. I realized that language learning is difficult. And I knew that growing up in Canada, because we have to learn French and I couldn't learn it. My teachers didn't engage me. They were kind of, you know, older, older people, uh, older women who didn't really appeal to me personally and it wasn't really exciting and I never learned French because of that, even though my mom's a French teacher, the classes were just too dry and too boring. And so when I came to Korea, I saw that a lot of these kids, you know, they were kind of jaded and bored with and this is elementary school, and they were already kind of not interested in learning a second language. And so I thought like how can I engage these kids? What's going to be exciting for them? And that's when I realized what's going to be exciting for them is what's going to be exciting for me. And what's exciting for me is song and dance and uh, video and, you know, um, getting up and moving and and being interactive and and playing games and, and having fun, basically. And if I was having fun, then they were having fun. And so I thought, well, how can I teach while having the most fun possible? And that's what led me to bring my guitar into class, and I started singing live with the kids. And then I thought, well, well, it'd be even better if I could you know, record these songs that I'm writing for my kids and make awesome videos to go along with them. And so that's when I started really getting to work and teaching myself how to do animation. And so that would be, uh, I'd work 40 hours a week at school, and I'd run home, and I'd eat a quick dinner, and I'd work until about midnight uh, learning animation, And it was so exciting because I was I was just couldn't wait to get these songs matched up with cool videos because I knew the songs were already really effective for teaching. So I thought if I can get them paired up with some really nice uh, animation, it, it would just be so useful for me. I was kind of scratching my own itch. And then, of course, I would test them and get my kids, my students feedback And uh, I'd even get them singing with me and and bring my microphone to school and record with them. And they had a blast and they could see their ideas, you know, spit back to them in the video. Um, And so it was just so fun and it was so effective and it was working. And I thought, you know, people are going to my kids are responding to this and me as a teacher. uh, I'm responding to this so I know that uh, other people will. And I didn't know the scale that it would grow to. Now I have over a hundred million views on YouTube, which is incredible. And, um, every, every month I get more than 15,000 new subscribers. I'm I'm up to 180,000 now. So it's incredible, but that, that's pretty much what led me to do it is, is scratching my own itch and seeing how awesome and effective it was, uh, in the classroom with, with my Korean students, elementary students. And how old were your, were your Korean students? So I taught grades one to six. I pretty much taught every age group, but my my main focus was on, I'd say, um, grade two to four. So grade two, three, four, which is um, about seven seven to nine or seven, seven to ten years old was, was my main focus.
0: Very cool. And so as you started making the videos, were you immediately putting them on YouTube or did you first kind of just bring them in and have them on a computer and things like that?
1: Yeah. Super good question. Um, I, I did not put them immediately up because my plan was to build a database of these videos before launching it online because I wanted to come right out of the gate uh, displaying my brand as something that was not just a one off or was not something just kind of, um, you know, as a hobby. I really wanted to come at it like this is going to be a business, this is going to be professional and serious. And so I wanted to build a collection of videos so that when people would fall on a video, they would, they, they could go to the channel and see, Oh, this is serious. Like they have tons of topics and they have tons of different content and and resources. And so I spent about 15 months building them just on my computer and bringing them into the class and no one else in the world seeing them except me and my students for 15 months.
0: And then at, after that, fifteen months. How many songs and how many videos did you have?
1: I had thirteen. I had thirteen. I call it my original thirteen, and uh, no one had seen them. Like I said, except the kids and me. And I launched it all at once, and it, I called it my launch day. And I had a big, a huge poster on my wall, which uh, had little boxes, little, little um, check boxes, like a to-do list every week, and I would have to like you know animate every day, um, record songs every day go to the gym to keep myself, my body and mind disciplined. And uh, on that big poster, on all those checkboxes, the final day was uh, September 1st, 2014. And that was the day, so almost three years ago now, that was the day that I launched. About two and a half years. so So it's only been open for two and a half years now, the YouTube channel and my website.
0: So what was the reaction? What was the initial reaction on launch day? Because I know that when starting a YouTube channel, I have a YouTube channel, too. And yeah. it can, sometimes it can, be, it can be anticlimactic when you first begin because you have all these expectations. And then I remember, too, I had these really unrealistic. I, I make these math music videos, so that's why I love yeah. what you do. And I remember the first few ones that I released, I just remember having all these crazy, ridiculous ambitions and thoughts mm. of, of like, what's going to happen when this is released? Oh my god, I can't wait. And And then, and it's just sort of right, at least right in the moment, it doesn't work out like that. Maybe it did for you, but yeah, how did it, how did it unfold at the beginning?
1: Yeah, no, you're so right. It's anticlimactic. I was, I was just so excited that it was live and online and that I could now pull up the internet and watch it instead of having to like bring my computer and, and it was kind of just, I was happy that it was public, but you're right, it, it is anticlimactic in that it takes time. It was, um, it was very slow in the first three months. The first three months was very slow, but I was really happy to get a like here and a like there and a comment here. And I was kind of just um, diligent and, and just kept plugging away. Uh, the launch was kind of, that day was really big for me. But then it was like back, back to the, the work desk, you know, next day, back to teaching, back to animating and continuing to try to make these music videos. I kind of just didn't wait for a response. I was like, I'm, this is what I'm going to do. I don't care how long it takes. And so I just kept making videos. And by the third month, um, that's when I was like, okay, I'm getting now thousands of, of hits and, uh, like dozens of comment of really good feedback comments and uh i mean three months is really not that long so i guess i I was happy with 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 uh the progress you know but yeah the first first month or two was pretty slow
0: yeah i mean three months to get that type of reaction is you know for people who are listening and don't have a grasp of <laughs> how it usually grows, and I know that's insanely mm. quick so now so now you've now we fast forward three years later. you started with yeah. 13 songs. How many songs do you have now?
1: I have uh, over 70 music videos now Wow
0: okay so it's, and it, so it's as if now the your ability to produce and create and animate must have all kind of come together. you can do it I assume much more in, yeah. in a much more streamlined process.
1: Yeah, exactly. I got faster. I got, yeah, I got better, more skilled. I also built a collection of elements within the animation, like, you know, items and characters that I could recycle a little bit here and there and backgrounds. And, and, um, my songwriting process got a bit faster and I got more organized. I got better structure on like my files on my computer and, and better systems. So it became a lot faster. And now that I'm doing it full time, I'm actually hiring out, um, I'm outsourcing contractors, other artists, which is incredibly exciting because I can bring other talent, uh, to the team now. And so I I have a little team, like I have, uh, animators in India and Mexico, and I have some songwriters in the Netherlands and and America. And I'm kind of building, I'm constructing this little team now, which I'm directing. And, uh, it's it's allowing me to upload so many more videos. So now I'm I'm, I'm able to do one a week. Uh, and before it was like roughly one a month when it was only me doing everything.
0: Now on one of your songs, I, I actually heard uh, female vocals. I can't remember which, which mm. song it was. So is mm-hmm. that uh, somebody new that you've added to your team or is that somebody who wrote in and said, hey, I want to participate because she liked what you were doing?
1: Actually, it's funny that that is my girlfriend. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. And she she's Korean, and I met her in Korea um, at like a language exchange meetup because i I was I was learning Korean in my five years there, and uh, she's a, a singer. So I said, you, you, "You got you have to sing with me, like it'll be amazing." And so she sang on me. But if you if you listen to the newer songs there's some completely different songwriters, different male vo- vo- vocals, uh, there's some different female vocals, and there's different animators now. So it's it's not just me anymore, which is pretty, pretty exciting. Also a little bit scary because I'm deviating from what made me successful, and I have gotten some comments like, you know, maybe you shouldn't deviate because it's your voice and your characters that made it successful. So I'm, I'm in a bit of an experimental... Uh, phase right now with with the brand
0: now do you have a background in music or singing is that something that you trained growing up
1: no not at all i actually um both my parents are musicians and i come from a very musical family however i'm the youngest of three and growing up uh because everyone else was so musical i was actually turned off on music because it felt like it was being forced on me and this is another thing that ties into my teaching philosophy i really don't like um I don't like forcing people to do things. I like to to present options and let them kind of walk through the door themselves. And I always felt like music was being pushed on me, like music lessons. So I never took them because I was kind of pushed. It was a bit pushed on me. And so I I just said no to music for most of my life until university. And I just discovered guitar and fell in love. And it was very organic. And so I've only been playing since university. And I, I taught myself how to play through YouTube, which is the best place to learn anything, I think. And, um, so I've only been doing that for about eight years, but I mean, I fell really deep and heavy into it when, when I did discover guitar. So I've, I've loved it since, since then. And then with drawing, um, I've always drawn, I've always drawn in classes, like in classrooms, I was always doodling and I was always sketching things and I loved, loved, loved cartoons growing up. So that's kind of the extent of my experience with, cartoons and music and then i just stayed disciplined to to kind of make my craft better and better once i had the idea for english tree
0: how long did it take you to to feel comfortable with the animation software
1: that took uh so it took me one month to make my first video and i was exhausted i felt it was so hard and it was like confusing and after that month it was, um, it was in like August or something. After that month, I took a whole month off and I was just like, I don't know if I can do this. This is so difficult. Um, and then after that month off, I went back and I thought, you know what? I have to put in the work. One month is not that bad for, for a music video, which is serving me so well and my kids. Uh, let's get back to it. And You know, it took me easily one month per video, and that would be working like almost every night. So it took took a lot of time for sure. And I'm I'm a slow learner. I generally think I'm a slow learner with pretty much everything, Uh, but but especially animation is time consuming.
0: Now, what has been the reaction from not just your students in the classroom, but what has been some of the reactions that you've gotten from your YouTube fans and your YouTube subscribers? Have they, have they, as they've been watching, your parents have been wa- having their kids watch? What have they, you know, what have they said to you?
1: That's a great question. Um, I've always tried to make my songs um, good for anyone. I don't want to peg myself necessarily as a kid's, just a kid's songwriter. I want to write good music that I would like and, you know, almost like quote unquote normal music, but then apply it to English teaching and apply it to the content that, uh, ESL teachers, uh, are covering in their classrooms. And so I was hoping to get feedback that would, you know, fall along the lines of like, this music's really good for me too, coming from like a teacher or a parent And it turns out I have gotten that response and I've had parents comment on some of my videos saying things like, I listen to this song alone just to relax. That's awesome. And that's been, that was like an, yeah, that was like an incredible uh, comment. You know, I'm so happy to hear that. And um, I've gotten other things like from people who have said, you know, I've got a couple songs that are, they kind of, they go beyond teaching English, they kind of teach values. Uh, Mostly it's English teaching, but sometimes I'll slip in some kind of values. So for example, I have a color song, which is called Colors of the World. And at first it's just singing, you know, red, blue, green. But then on the chorus, you realize that I'm making a parallel between the skin colors of the world and how, um, you know, all, all the colors of the world need to come together and love each other. Uh, and so it's kind of a song really about on the surface, it's about, you know, colors for kids, but it's really about, um, inclusivity. Uh, and and I had a comment on that video from, from a teacher who said my lyrics made him cry, which was really amazing.
0: That is awesome. So, so I was just going to ask about that. So teachers have teachers been reaching out to you as well. And what have they been saying in terms of using your material in their classrooms?
1: Yeah, they, they've been super, super, um, you know, they've been giving me really positive feedback, uh, saying things like they use my songs every day and their, their students love them. Uh, it gets, it gets them singing and learning the English. And then also, I don't know if I mentioned, but like on my website, I make other teaching resources. So like worksheets, PowerPoints, and, um, some, some, uh, games and lesson plans to go along with my videos and so with that kind of combination the music video and the resources i've got a lot of teachers saying things like uh you know i appreciate your work so much and the creativity that you put into these lessons and i'm so grateful i'm actually reading kind of off the screen right now i'm reading different comments Um, so getting a lot of love from the teachers and I, I also get sometimes like fan videos sent to me of, of students singing the songs and the teacher will take like a little phone video and send it over and I'll, and I'll hear, you know, 30 Brazilian kids singing like, I love my family or something from one of my songs. And it's just like, so motivating. It's incredible
0: that is awesome. So t- what is what is next? What is the you know what what can mm. we expect to see from English Tree TV over the next year, next two years?
1: Great question. So 2018, my my goal and I'm and I'm on point with it is upload a new music video once a week. So the only thing new there is I, I you know I'm I'm uh, times fouring my output. Before it was like once a month, now it's once a week. And that's going to be for the rest of the year in collaboration with a small core team. And so then going into 2019, um, my next goal is to be producing two shows for YouTube. And uh, this is, I'll give you the sneak peek here. One of them is called the alpha buddies and it's going to be a show about the alphabet characters. And then there's another one and it's called space kids. And it's about these kids whose home planets are destroyed and they have to come together on this spaceship, which is also a school which is why it's called Space School. And they, they kind of float through the universe in this uh, space school, going to different planets, learning about different uh, planets, which really, quote-unquote, is more like learning about different cultures. And so it's got kind of a subtext of, like, let's learn about each other's cultures and be open and inclusive with each other, but through the, like, fun, goofy lens of a, of a space cartoon with kids. So I got those two shows, and I'm writing them right now. And then I'm going to start production 2019. So more music videos, and those shows are are on my radar for the next uh, year or two. Really excited about those.
0: That is amazing. That, but that sounds like you're going to be extraordinarily busy. So best Thanks. of luck. <laughs>
1: yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. How yeah, I'm working a lot for sure. But it's it's so it's so rewarding.
0: So Adam, thank you so much for coming on today, sharing your story, telling us about everything that you've been working on. I think it's super inspiring and really excellent, especially that it's all within the framework of education. So if people are listening and parents want to check out your content and your worksheets and everything, where can they go?
1: Absolutely. The, the YouTube channel, uh, English Tree TV, you can search that on YouTube or Google, see all our music videos for free. And the website is the same name, uh, EnglishTreeTV.com. And you can find everything on the YouTube or the website.
0: All right, excellent, Adam. Thank you so much. All right, guys, if you're listening and you didn't catch that last bit, you didn't catch the information, well, it's a podcast, so you can always rewind. But if you don't want to do that, go to our website at scalarlearning.com and go to the podcast section. Check out this episode, and it will all be in the show notes. And make sure to check back every week for a new podcast episode with amazing educators and amazing visionaries in the world of education. And check out our YouTube channel as well if you want to see our weekly live streams for SAT Math every Wednesday. And make sure to check back regularly for new math music videos. The next one coming out is all about imaginary numbers, which I'm really excited about. All right, thank you guys so much for joining. I'll see you guys next time. Take it easy. Skinner,
1: learning, give